This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. So this is the, uh, this is the mountain when, uh, all the, when ISIS ran through coming up from Shinjar City um, up into Shinjar Mountain. All the Yasidis ran up this huge mountain to try to get to safety. And during that time, they literally were getting shot at and getting pursued by ISIS. Burnt up clothes everywhere, burnt out cars down in the ravine, dead bodies on the side of the hill, toys strewn about. There are these picnic tables um, all along the road uh, made out of stone, these really beautiful picnic tables. And it was just so clear that this once was a place where people enjoyed. They enjoyed hanging out. They would sit, enjoy the beautiful view on the side of the mountain. And now it was a mass grave. Instantly, our moods went from combat high to depression. You could see I mean, I was trying to put myself in that position of a family loading up their station wagon and running for their lives. They've packed up everything they can and they're driving up this dangerous road and these madmen are behind them. That really looks wow. Looks powerful, uh, and you will see it tonight. The route, um, and uh, Dan and Jason, who spent the six days in Iraq, are here uh, to talk about the experience. And we've got some breaking news on this story too, right? Because yeah. you guys, you guys were at that mountain. You were you were uh, holed up where the, where the Peshmerga, right? The Peshmerga yep. Yep. were uh, talking to you about how they could take Sinjar City back at any time. Yep. And that's kind of one of the themes of the, of the <clears throat> special, right? Yeah, that's, that's the part from that, that particular segment when we were down there on the front line with them. It was like, what's the holdup? They were all like, we could take this in a day. And the breaking news is that literally today, on the, on the day that our show is airing, <clears throat> Operation Free Sinjar is underway right now, yes. and, and it looks like... And I, it sounds like they've already taken it back. Well, yeah, the, right? they're eight hours ahead of us, so that started a while ago uh-huh. while we were all sleeping, and apparently from the tweets and everything we're seeing that ISIS is, just like they said, in one day ISIS is already on the run and retreating back towards Mosul. The, and the significance of, of this happening today in our trip, um, we went not as media. We went as two Christian regular guys. And we do not believe in coincidences on this. From conception till today, this mm-hmm. trip has been inspired. We even had to delay it. We were supposed to air last week is what we initially wanted to do. But because of just you know, time and everything else uh, that was going on, we had to delay it one week. And we delayed it to this day. <laughs> and this is the day the operation happens. Pretty crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and, and you know, what, mm. we kind of talked about this last time you guys were, were with us. But it's, it, the reason why mm. they didn't go in. And take uh, the city in one day as they're doing today is significant. It's not just. It's not like they didn't want to try. It's not like they didn't want to do these things. They were being stopped. Yeah. Yep. So by whom, by the way? So us. There's multiple people we spoke to, but the um, bottom line is the coalition halted 
the yeah, Kurdish the coalition. Yeah. In and, other words, we stopped. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my my theory, by the way, on this operation is. <clears throat> I, and I don't have any, you know, there's no evidence to this yet, but based on everything we heard while we were down there, I mean, we were literally there just a few weeks ago, and there were 100 troops there, maybe, and now there's 7,500 troops there. So, you know, I, I'm thinking that something, did, did, our, did the U.S. policy suddenly change in the last couple of weeks, or did the, did the KRG and the Peshmerga say, coalition, you're either with us or you're not. We're going back to take back this city before another winter comes, and mm -hmm. these people on these tents that we show in the, in the program tonight that you'll meet have to spend another winter living in a tent on a mountain. Is, so. is, was there some pressure applied because of the light that we've shown on this uh, by the administration that they now have said, well, okay, we don't need the negative publicity on so. not allowing these guys to go in. Let's let them go in. Did you guys save the curse? So this is what I'm trying yeah. to yeah. Jason, We did this. Yeah. Yeah. Jason and I <laughs> talked about it. Like we, when we saw that this operation was happening, we said, you know what? We went in there, and the Kurds and everybody there said, oh my gosh, the Blaze is here asking questions. Nice. It's, time. Uh, we, it's, it's time. time. We need to get this thing. <laughs> well, seriously, sunlight is the greatest disinfectant. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know? it's funny because we didn't. Pa I'm serious. When we went down there, we, we're laughing that this is all happening now. And I mean, I'm glad it's happening, but we're, we're laughing that it happened now because when we were there, barely a month ago. Uh, everyone there was saying we feel forgotten. Uh, uh, everyone's just mm -hmm. completely disengaged in this story. They're gone. Mm -hmm. Like we, we were one of the only ones that had been there in months. Like people had gone back, you know, earlier in the year, like shortly after all this had happened. But they just abandoned the story. And so when we went back, we were probably they were excited to see us because we were like the first ones back in a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the amazing parts of this too, and Jason, maybe you could talk about this because you you were in the military. Mm -hmm. This does <laughs> not seem normal to me as a guy who's not in the, never in the military. But who is one of the guys leading the actual invasion of Sinjar to push ISIS back? Is it true? <laughs> that one of the leaders of the country is actually out there on the front lines doing this. The history of uh, Iraqi Kurdistan is pretty amazing. There's a man named Barzani who led the fight against Saddam Hussein back in the 70s, and he won them autonomy, the, Kur the Kurds. His son, who is now the prime minister of Iraqi Kurdistan, personally went down all William Wallace-style Braveheart, <laughs> and he led the liberation yeah, really. of Sinjar City. Well, and you got How a, great is that? That's great. How and great you got a picture. You, oh, man. We drove all across the you know, northern, you know, the Iraqi desert and Kurdistan, and everywhere there's pictures of Barzani. It's kind of, we were laughing at sort of the hero worship, but like that's, mm. they, there's pictures of this guy everywhere. You know what I mean? Like if, well, you, if you have a, a, a checkpoint or something, there's a big picture of uh, the, the, the older Barzani, you know, on top. Mm. Yeah. People so. forget that it was the Kurds that Saddam Hussein poisoned with gas, yep. yeah. mm -hmm. uh, killing eight to 10,000 of them. Yeah. And, and that's when we knew, well, okay, uh, let's see, did the Kurds die of air pollution? <laughs> he, he had chemical yeah. weapons because he used them against the Kurds. Yeah. And, so... the, and the amazing thing is that they still, they still I mean, one of the things you'll see in there that surprised us, and you know, to some degree, was that they love Americans. I mean, we were the yeah. only Americans that I saw in Erbil when we were there. And they loved us. And considering the, the way we left We've them hanging. We've abandoned them time and time, time, time again. again. And they still love us. And they are modeling wow. their region after us. And yet we continue to support the Iraqi right. central government. And that's a big theme in the show. Tonight. The Kurdish people are so oh. misunderstood. They're so misunderstood. When we said that, we told our families and everyone around here that we're going to Iraq. Everyone's like, you're going to die. Are you stupid? <laughs> And, and it actually was kind of freaking us out. I've been before, but with the military. So going now as a civilian, I was freaked out. When we got there, and what, something you'll see on the show tonight, is you haven't, it's hard to, it's hard to put into words. You, you haven't even sp witnessed spirituality until you've been there and you've sat through a Kurdish Christian 
uh, mass or church service. Mm. You literally feel the Holy Spirit descend on it. And instantly I felt protected. Mm. And it wasn't just the mm. fact that we were surrounded by Peshmerga, you know, and we were in Kurdistan. Mm-hmm. There's something spiritually going on right now in Iraqi Kurdistan. And it's amazing to witness. Well, yeah, and you definitely don't feel protected by Peshmerga. I went to Iraq, <laughs> by the way. Uh, I mean, when we were on the front line, yes. But when you're going through the desert, I went there under the... For some reason in my head, I assumed that we were just getting a Peshmerga transport everywhere we went. I was like, I'm just going to be in an armored vehicle, and I'm totally safe. Well, what we ended up driving across the desert in was our fixer, Eunice, his, this guy named Eunice, his car. He his just car. got an SUV, and we just, <laughs> all right, let's hop in the SUV and drive across the desert. Exactly what I didn't want to do. I mean, how many ISIS videos have you seen yeah. where they just drive up to somebody on the desert, and they're like, hey, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, when, and you see, so, when you see these combat videos that we'll, we'll show you tonight, it's funny because they were, everyone was surprised that we actually went up to the front line. Because usually what other networks do, they'll hire out a fixer or a photographer and say, hey, can you please go out to this area and take photos? Because they don't want to put themselves in the line of danger. Mm-hmm. Well, not only did we go there and they were surprised about that, we drove there in Eunice's car in the middle of the night <laughs> with airstrikes raining down. Wow. <laughs> and Eunice was telling us, he goes, hey, you know, I just realized that you guys are the first ones I've brought here in the night. You're probably the first journalists that have come in the night because it's too dangerous for, you know, ISIS moves at night. <laughs> Thanks, Eunice. That's and not And we're funny. like, oh, thanks, Eunice. We still had like two hours to go through this mountain. We're like, awesome. Thanks, Eunice. Nice hey. realization right yeah. in the middle of it. That's and the great. best, the best line from, the, wow. from Eunice all week was he kept saying his, his English was a little broken, but he would say, yes, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous, but, but safe. safe. And safe. that was his quote the whole time. It's very dangerous, but safe. You know, you, you look through the... Uh, the the promo that we just played a few minutes ago, and you, and you see the scattered clothing, and you see mm. the burned out vehicles, and you and yeah. you know you talked about dead bodies on the side of the road. It, it just, I mean, we take for granted so much what we have here in the United States. Oh, it's yeah. it's really staggering, and you and you think about uh, the the fund that we've set up to to save Christians and how important that is. And this is going to be such a good reminder to people of what others on this planet are going through every yep. day of their lives. And wait, you see the people in the IDP camps and, and stuff. It's just... Our biggest worry is, is my internet going to run slower today than yes. it did yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I mentioned in that, in that church service that we went to, how many times do we go to church and we see like kids on their phones or people like reading or checking their watches mm-hmm. or leaving 15 minutes early because they mm-hmm. have who knows what to go to a football game or something like that? In that church, you could tell every single one of them was not there to as a time filler because they've been doing this for, you know, because their parents do it or told them to. They were doing it because they were arming themselves for spiritual warfare. That's how mm. they see it. Now, do you, when you sit into church, do you think like that? I didn't until mm, no. today or until then. <laughs> right. But now every single, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there was like four-year-old kids and they were listening to the guy giving the talk and they were just like paying attention to every single word he said. Wow. It was so amazing. I, don't, I didn't like the way you disparaged the NFL there, but other than that, I thought that was an interesting <laughs> consideration. Uh, because as you were telling the story, as you're watching uh, the eclipse, because I have not seen the whole thing yet. I can't wait to see it. Um, but you realize it's hard to get people to even go to church here. I mm-hmm. mean, with all the freedoms that we have, mm-hmm. to get people to actually show up is difficult. Uh, all the times that, you know, every, all, of, all of us have had days where you're just like, oh, I just can't make it. I, I, you know, I don't want to get up today. I don't want to go. And it's like you see these guys who are risking being beheaded yeah. and they're still going to church. It kind yeah. of uh, maybe. This is, I mean, this is essentially like I said, on, you know, on my Facebook page when I was posting all these things <laughs> as we were there, I said this was a life changing trip for me. And it's like because, you know, intellectually, you know that there are persecutions yeah. happening but mm-hmm. when you actually kind of walk side by side with somebody in it for just even a short time six days 
you just really get the sense, like, I mean, you felt like you were in 1776, and it mm. was mm. these guys fighting for, for, you know, for real freedom fighters fighting for, for their freedom, and this mm. is the fight of their lives, and it's like, you're in the middle of that, and it just kind of wakes you up, like, oh my gosh, this is happening, and once again, we're supporting the wrong guys. I mean, in, in, in Iraqi Kurdistan, they literally have developments sprouting up where they build them like American developments. Because you know they just—it's a symbol—a symbol of how they're modeling their lives after wow, after American. Wow. Um, now on the Jeez. on the battle that's going on today, um, uh, where Barzani is looking like he's on the front lines. <laughs> have we seen an, an, an example of a president, you know, really leading a mission since Barack Obama killed Osama bin Laden? Mm. <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen that, right? No, no. Yeah, that kind of yeah. And well, he got a good it, night's sleep before that one. He had to think yeah. about it very oh, yeah. long and hard. A few and months. Then he, yes, a few um, months. And, few then months. He, and then he went out there and <laughs> and then he went and killed, and, yeah. and killed him himself with his right. bare hands. He so yeah. didn't even bring weapons, bare hands. which I thought crazy. was pretty amazing. Yeah, was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Broke his windpipe. With his, with these two fingers. Yep. Right here. Actually, he sit. delivered a speech. He went in there and he just started delivering a speech, and it just <laughs> killed him. Killed him right on the spot. <laughs> well, he probably killed himself after hearing one of those speeches. Uh, you guys, nice, nice job. Yeah, really. I, I can't I wait can't to see, see you. this. Cool. Uh, amazing stuff. Uh, so thank and, you. and and his second benefit is that we got to do a segment without Jeffy, which we thought cool. was just yeah. really the main reason right. we wanted to have you. You on. did sign Happy the to go to Iraq though. anytime to get you Jeffy off the stage. <laughs> <right here>, so. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a seventy-two hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just ten bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call eight 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 four one one seventy four forty right now. They have a few left and they're selling out fast. Eight 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 four one one seventy four forty. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440.